before we begin, if you don't mind introducing yourself and letting people know, you know, who you are, what you do. Um, I'm Amy Williams. I'm the owner of Underhill Urban Farm Co. Um, and it, it, well, it's, it's, it's our, our family. Um, we started out with kind of like a, just a little backyard garden and we started making stuff and I kind of have a background in that. Like growing up, we always had a garden. Um, we always canned, we always made, you know, pickles and jams and jellies and stuff like that. So that was kind of my background. So it was just really natural to teach that to my kids. And um, as we've grown um, and business has grown, now we do a lot more work with, um, with the community, um, you know, neighbors or friends that might grow stuff or other local farmers, people in the neighborhood, because um, we want to keep it um, as local as possible, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of like the neighbors and stuff that want to do similar things, how, what's your uh, input in that regard? Um, actually, one of my favorite parts of having this business is um, I get I get calls constantly about gardening, especially now with all of this going on. Everybody's starting right. a garden. Which, that's the most fun part to me is is helping people, you know, get things set up and teaching them how to grow. Just being and, the go to uh, person in this. Regard. Yeah, I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's amazing. So if we could, um, you know, take it back a little and get to the point where you started getting interested in this. You said this is something you've done uh, or you've been around this since you were young. If you could just talk me through what that process was like and how you initially got introduced to this. I mean, as far as when I was young, like I literally have pictures of me when I was four years old with like my ribbons, you know, because we would grow vegetables and we'd take them to these shows and they would, um, they would like give you rewards or, you know, for um, different things that you grew in different categories. So it's definitely something I grew up doing. Um, and, and at the time when, when we started, uh, we were living in the city and then we moved out um, to three acres in uh, Chambers County. And we, we grew a lot there. And um, so then moving to Houston, it was a very different experience from, you know, having three acres to grow on and so we have to be really creative in right. using our space. And it's kind of funny because we moved here five years ago and I, I started setting up the garden and um, the kids were smaller then. And they were like, well, where are we going to play? And I was like, I'm just going to take up this much space. In the garden. <laughs> like you're going to have the rest of the yard. And like, now if you come over, like the whole yard is garden. So I'm like, <laughs> slowly just transformed the whole backyard and every time like I'm building a new garden they're like wait a minute mom and I'm like it's just this one like you're just gonna another love one. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, so I'm sure they're involved as well huh? uh, not to cut you off I'm sure they're involved as well you know being they around are, it and stuff they are they're actually really great about um helping out and um you know especially my my oldest well both of my sons they love being out here and um you know, getting things set up with me and, and the girls do too. And the girls are starting to learn uh, how to make some things in the kitchen. And, um, you know, they, they, my, my oldest son has his food handlers license. They've done markets before. So they're, they're definitely getting their hands into it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what was your initial sort of um, thought process behind this, you know, turning it into a business as opposed to, doing it for yourself and uh, just to kind of have a sustainable 
um, I'm forgetting what the exact word is, I believe. Um, I don't know. You know, just having you growing your own vegetables and uh, there, there's a word for it. There's a term I'm forgetting, but you know, what was the initial sort of thought process behind turning it's, it into like, a kind business? Of like commercializing it. Right. Exactly. Um, I think it was kind of always there. Um, I've always been like a big DIYer, you know, so, um, and for a long time, people had kind of pushed me to, to do something like that. And, um, it was just kind of like a really natural thing. We, we started out just, uh, making stuff and kind of giving it away. And, um, you know, I was, was happy doing that. And then, um, you know, someone was like, you really just, just try a market, just try a market. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And the first one I did was actually, and, um, it was in, uh, not just Santa's city, um, Mont Bellevue. I started out the Mont Bellevue farmer's market and, um, that was once a month and that was pretty much all I could handle at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then we slowly started to add, um, we did just Santa city for a while. And so then it was kind of like twice a month and I was like, man, that's my cat. Like twice a month is my cat. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it just, it, it grew from there. Um, I had a friend that was working with me for a while and, um, we did some of the shop local markets and we started at Eleonora's about two years ago and we've been really solid there ever since. Okay. So you, this has been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. You've kind of been doing this for a while and, um, what are some things you've kind of learned along the way that you initially didn't really, you know, know or expect well, one thing that that I did learn that I definitely wasn't expecting was that these people, these vendors at markets, they are just, they're so supportive of each other. You know, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like, they all want you to succeed. They all want you to do well. And there's kind of like this network of, of vendors and small businesses, and they call kind of all just intertwine. And they're all just want the best for each other, which is, which is really, really neat to see because I, I wasn't expecting that. And, um, you know, you think, I think initially I thought, you know, maybe it was going to be more competitive or, Mm -hmm. but it's not at all. It's a very supportive system. Um, you know, and that's everybody from the people that run markets to the people that go to the customers there. I mean, they're, they're very very passionate about small business and local and um, just very supportive. Right. Um, so the community as a whole is, the commu- yeah. you know, more supportive and um, excited about, you know, different people coming into the space as opposed to if we were to take this to, um, you know, some of the categories on the internet, for example, where, you know, competitive nature of people mm-hmm. drives them to, do foul things and not be supported right. and have that right. sort of famine mentality embedded within them where, right. you know, th- they think someone else's growth takes money away from, you know, their own. So right. it's, right. it's, it's great to see that. And it's even more refreshing to see, um, you know, people still being passionate about things like this, mm-hmm. where we have a large majority of people that only want to do, you know, 
two or three things that they think are cool now because you know yeah. everyone wants to do similar things in in terms of being on the internet and being a persona or being this or being that mm-hmm. and it's 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 amazing to see and this is partly why I wanted to do this episode you know we've been going back and forth for i think um several months now and, December. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm, and I'm super happy that we, we got, got a chance to finally uh, talk about this. What are, what are some of the, some of the products and some of the things you guys make? Um, we, we do a lot of pickles. Um, we do, let's see. When do, we do about eight different types of pickles. Um, most, mostly dill dills, dills our biggest seller. Um, so we do the pickles, we do um, a zucchini salsa, we do uh, jams and jellies seasonally, um, and we do a couple different relishes, like we do a urban cowboy candy, which is a candy jalapeno. Um, we do a taqueria style carrot. Yeah, it's good. How, how, does, that, how does that work? Is it, uh, the is cowboy it? candy? Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I mean, you can put it on anything. Like a lot of people put it on cream cheese. It's great on burgers and hot dogs. It's like a spread or... Yeah, so most people slice their jalapenos, but I don't. I chop them up, so it's more of like a relish style. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, okay. and we sell um, we sell it to a restaurant here, the branch, and um, he uses it there, but he also, we have retail there, and he told me that um, a lot of his customers, I guess there was like a, a period maybe during like before rodeo where there was like a lot of hot dog contests going on and he said that like several of the people that bought it won first place in the hot oh, wow. contest with just that and mustard yeah it's got to be an amazing compliment to get <laughs> yeah i was like that's so exciting yeah so um how many people are involved obviously you know on your website it states that your family is very involved mm-hmm. in uh the in- entire process but besides that is anything outsourced do you have uh you know, people outside of the family uh, coming in and helping out, or is it just kind of a family-run thing? No, it's 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 just well, it, it's it's primarily me, and um, whenever I wrangle the kids in to to help, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, which which is, I mean, in the last couple of months, I've been you know a lot more. Uh, they've they've been a lot more active in it just because we've been so much busier. But um, right. it's just me. <clears throat> Oh, that's amazing. Are there any, um, how are you going about the marketing of this in terms of, you know, getting the word out there, reaching out to people and stuff like that? Um, we, we do. I mean, I use social media as much as possible. Um, which, you know, probably not as much as I should be, but, um, and then just, I think word of mouth has, has been really great for us. Um, but I mean, with social media, it, it has been really great because like I'm shipping to California, I'm shipping to Florida, you know, and that's how they found us. So, I mean, I have, I have really good clients out of state, which is really cool. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And other than that, just locally, just word of mouth and, um, repeat customers. We have a lot of repeat customers, um, we also, uh, we sell at a general store, Henderson and Kane downtown. And so that's been really, you know, that's been a really great relationship um, to get our product out there to more people, especially in that area. Would you say this is your first sort of, uh, you know, business experience or having your own business? 
Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, <laughs> it's always um, it's always an interesting sort of question to ask. I don't usually even, you know, I don't even have questions. Like I don't do interviews, because mm-hmm. uh, I kind of keep it natural and you know just have a conversation. That was yeah kind of my thing from the beginning but for this one I really wanted to ask because I I don't think I've had a conversation with anyone that's in this space most of the people I kind of interact with or or even have on the show are um obviously besides um Miss Simpson who I I guess Mm -hmm. was the the person that introduced us um but besides that and yourself I haven't really you know had the chance to talk to people in this space so I don't really have the proper you know, knowledge in terms of what goes on and um, the the questions that are coming out are based on my own natural curiosity. So, yeah. You know, what are some challenges that you face and you've had to kind of um, overcome? Challenges, definitely um, kind of finding balance. Um, with this being my first um, experience in running a business, owning a business, all of that. I mean, I don't come from a background like that like I come from kind of you know I'm I'm the hippie that grows stuff in the backyard like you know I don't (laughs) uh, a lot of times I'm giving stuff away you know because I Mm -hmm. you know that's just who I am um so I think I think finding kind of a balance with that um and where I spend my time and um choosing business relationships and um learning from business relationships and um i think that's probably probably been the most challenging it's just just kind of finding balance with with all of those things especially being the prime well the person that's that's running everything Mm -hmm. so yeah that's often uh you know it, it is a recurring sort of theme in many many entrepreneurs that do things themselves is it's hard to find balance when you you're responsible for almost everything and if ever anything goes wrong in any of the categories yeah then you're the person that you know Mm -hmm. is responsible has to fix it so but that's something you know i guess you sign up for when when you make that decision that i'm gonna be i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be the one for um you know, I'm going to be the one to take responsibility in that regard. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask about, um, you know, your vision or the goal for this. You know, where do you see this going or what, what the what the just overall vision is? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we're in a, I'm, we're in a really good place right now. Um, I feel like every year we've had, um, we've definitely had growth. Um, And like I said, kind of at the beginning, whenever I felt like, you know, one market was a month was my max. And then two, you know, I, I feel like, um, that every year we've had more and more growth to where it was, um, steady markets and then retail. And so I feel like I'm really happy where we are now, um, and I think that I just want to keep growing at the pace that we're, we're growing at right now. Um, and just, just keep it steady. For now. That makes sense. You, you want to, yeah. uh, if I may assume you want to sort of have control over everything, you know, you don't want it right. to get bigger than right. something you can't right. control. Because I, I really do. I like, I like that it's small and I like that, you know, um, 
I know where things are coming from. And I worry that if growth happens too quickly, that I don't want to lose sight of that. You know, I, I like the customer interactions. I like, you know, the questions that I get. I like, you know, being able to go to my friend's house and pick from her tree or, you know, grow something here, you know, and I don't, I don't want to lose sight of that. Right. So. You, you, you want to keep it authentic yeah, and absolutely. not commercialize it too much to the point right. where, but it, it, it is kind of interesting to think about, you know, when, when these things do take off or when they do get big, um, it's often a challenge for many small businesses that end up, you know, becoming bigger is mm-hmm. how do you retain that authenticity? How do you retain right. the sort of core elements? Right. So what would you What would you say are some of the sort of core elements or philosophies that you um, run the business with? Um, definitely all of our products are all natural, um, organically grown. Um, we try to keep it as local as possible. And that is something that as the business has grown, I have had to adjust because at first when we started doing this, like everything was coming from the backyard and, you know, as demand grows and you're spending time, more time in one area, you know, than then versus outside growing more stuff. Um, there's a shortage, you know? And so that's when we, we start reaching out to, you know, Hey, are you, do you have this? Do you have this? Or I'll get a call. Hey, I, my tree's got this going on. Do you want it? Yes. I'm going to, I'll come get it. You know? So, um, you know, at first, like one of my things was, no, it all has to come from the backyard, backyard growing, backyard. And that's something that we've adjusted to. And, um, which was a little scary for me to do because I, you know, kind of had that pride thing where I was like, no, like I want to do, I want to grow. But you know, (laughs) you have to put that aside sometimes. And it's actually been a really great experience working with other people, you know, that are, that are doing the same, passionate about the same thing that you are. Right. So would you, would you say you're a people person? Are you extroverted? You get along with people? I'm actually very much an introvert, but Mm -hmm. this has really made me an extrovert. Like I can talk to people all day long at this point. (laughs) I can totally relate to that. I, uh, I started this podcast to kind of minimize my introvertedness or introverted qualities and, Mm -hmm. you know, having, over a hundred episodes and talking to various different people, it, you, you kind of turn into like an introverted extrovert where you can yeah, play that role <laughs> when you need to, but deep down, you know, you know who you yeah. are. I'm like, can I get some quiet time? But no, never, <laughs> never quiet. <laughs> and that's well, okay. I, you know, that part I can't relate to, you know, <laughs> balancing um, work and family and various mm-hmm. other obligations that you may have. Not even obligations, just responsibilities. But yeah, how do you sort of um, how do you stay motivated? Like, how do you stay driven to you know consistently the uh, consistently growing the brand or working on the brand as well as managing all these other things? I think it just comes down to I really love what I do. I really, really love it. Like I love and I love everything about it. You know, I I love the being outside part and the growing part. I love, you know, coming up with new recipes. Like one of our newer things is a Bloody Mary mix. And that was so much fun creating it. And, you know, having different people taste it. Um, 
So I just, I really love what I do. I, I love seeing the customers, you know, every week. I love the people I work with. Um, yeah, I love talking to people on social media and kind of sharing what we're doing. So I think if I wasn't as passionate about it as I am, it, it well, I mean, it just, it wouldn't work, you know, it just, right. it wouldn't. It's, it's very demanding, but you know, when, when you care so much about it, it's, it's not really like work. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. It, it becomes more of a, not even a hobby. It's like something you look forward to doing yeah. because of how much fun you have as well as, you know, it has the potential and this isn't just, you know, your, um, your business, uh, any business where you have fun, it has the potential to pay your bills. And yeah, hello. <laughs> this is red. <laughs> oh, it's in the microwave. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you in just a minute. Yes. <laughs> Perfect example. Balancing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when something has the potential to become um, a primary source of income or, mm -hmm. you know, even something that covers bills, it goes from fun to exciting in a way as well. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, you understand the responsibility and, the amount of work you have to put in. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing to have that perspective as well. Like you said, you, you constantly are in tune with other people in this space, other companies that are doing the same thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, how valuable is that insight to have uh, in terms of, you know, being connected or having just an insight in terms of everything else that goes on? Yeah, it is. But um, what are some sort of examples of that in this regard where, you know, connecting with the right people within the space has helped you, um, I don't know, maybe alter the perspective or uh, have some, provide some information that you didn't have before, something like that? Um, I think, well, really in the last year, um, just making new connections. Um, you know, I'll meet one person and kind of, you know, get to know them, form a business relationship with them. And you kind of get passed on to, you know, another person. And, um, so I think it's just really all about building relationships. Um, and, and really it's been, you know, I've kind of looked at it as like more of like building a friendship and then it kind of turns into a business relationship, um, which is even better. Um, mm -hmm. so and I mean, I think a lot, a lot of the opportunities, opportunities that we've had has, they've started out that way. Um, you know, even, even things like this, you know, Aaron got us together, you know, just it, it, things like that. It, it just, you know, it helps get your brand out there. It helps get your product out there. Um, so. That's very true. Although sometimes um, in different mediums or different spaces, it becomes kind of challenging to figure out how to find the right balance between friendship and business friendship or business yeah. relationship. Yeah. And I've definitely, you know, being a little bit younger, I've experienced a lot of um, instances. There are many instances where, you know, you become friends with someone and they have their own thing going on, but when they see your thing becoming a little bit bigger, 
or you doing a little bit better, they kind of just turn on you and they, they, their perspective and their, um, their just entire vibe switches. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it still exists, but it's, it's kind of an art to figure out who to have around and who to connect with. Right. And I mean, I will say that I have been very fortunate in that aspect. Um, I think when we first started, there was a few little, you know, instances where, you know, maybe I felt like it was best to cut ties, you know, or just kind of just go, go the other way. But for the most part, I've been very fortunate. Um, and like you said, I think it's just, you know, kind of trying to figure out who it is best to surround yourself with. And, um, you know, even when you put your trust in someone, kind of not putting all of it in there and um, being a little bit more independent. And I think that's worked really well for me too, is, you know, I've always kind of, well, I've learned to be a little bit more independent with things as opposed to depending on, you know, um, an outside source to, to make anything happen. That makes sense. Yes, ma'am. That's a very good point because when you're independent and you can kind of sustain your own self, you Mm -hmm. don't need to depend on people because that's what happens when you, when you, when you find someone or when someone enters your life and they, um, you know, carry a certain weight or do something that you were struggling with or whatever it may be, you become mm-hmm. emotionally dependent on the outcome that they're providing or the productivity right. that comes from them. And then right. when they leave, you have that void and that could take you down um, sort of a, not a dark path, but kind of just, you know, it's just more work. It puts extra pressure on you. So Yeah. And especially when you, your, your business is personal to you, it can, you know, it's personal. Right. Yeah. You're, you're emotionally sort of tied to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Well, I appreciate your time. And um, if you want to let the people know, you know, where they can find you and the products, uh, feel free to do so. Um, we are at Eleanor's Market every Saturday, and we're currently doing a Wednesday market there too. It's uh, 2120 Ella Boulevard. It's in the Cavatory Italian Restaurant parking lot. Um, we also do retail at Henderson and Kane General Store and the branch, um, which is on Long Point. Um, and then we do shipping too. So um, our website's underhillurbanfarmco.com uh, and we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can always email us uh, or message us there. 